This is the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast. My name is Dennis McGee Jr. Today is Wednesday, April the 7th, 2021. It is just after 1130 in the morning here in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. My question to you is this. How do you receive the greatest miracles? How do you receive the greatest miracles? I would presume that if I could tell you how, that you would be interested in receiving those those greatest miracles, right? So the question becomes very simply, well, what did Jesus say about the greatest miracles? Where, where do we go to receive those greatest miracles, the greatest answer to our prayers? I'll get there in a few moments, but first I'm going to ask another question. When's the last time you went to confession? When is the last time you went to receive the sacrament of reconciliation? You know, for me, it had been almost two years. And uh, I just went one week ago. Uh, it was last last Wednesday I went. It was 3.45 in the afternoon during the Hour of Great Mercy. And it was, of course, during Holy Week, right before uh, Holy Thursday. And when I, when I left... Even actually during the absolution, I, I, I felt so tremendous, uh, so much peace, an indescribable, indescribable peace that I just felt awesome. I still do. And when I walked out, I, I, I just, uh, we're walking home. I went with my wife and we're walking home from church. I said, you know, it's been almost two years since I went to confession. She said, that's, that's not like you. I said, I know. I don't know what, I had no good reason why I, why I waited. And I even said, I think I started my confession by saying that in and of itself is actually a sin to uh, wait to prolong confession that much time. I believe our faith states we're, we're supposed to go annually if at, at the absolute, um, at, at, the, at the minimum, we're supposed to go once a year. But uh, so, you know, there's no excuse for that. So I, and, and I felt just, I, I, I felt, um, I'm actually having trouble finding the words to describe how, how amazing that I felt walking home and that the rest of that day and that evening and I started to comprehend that with, you know, we, I mentioned we have a men's group that we meet every Saturday morning. It's called That Man Is You. Uh, perhaps you're familiar with this men's group. It now has, I believe, an international presence uh, based out of Houston, Texas. Uh, I think the group itself is actually almost 20 years old, founded by Steve Bowman. It's, it's, a, fa- it's a fantastic group, but it's, it's really a Catholic men's leadership group is what it is. So I'm the, I'm the N- MC of the group. And I, uh, I get an opportunity to share a very brief message every Saturday morning uh, in harmony with the, the message of the week. So I, I begin to think to myself, no, no matter what, uh, and I hadn't had a chance yet to review the message of the week. It was Wednesday and we meet on Saturday. And I thought to myself on Wednesday, no matter what, the, after the confession, no matter what the message of the week is, I have to speak about confession. I just feel so great that I want the rest of the men in this group to know about how wonderful the sacrament is. I mean, I, I'll talk about whatever the message is, but there's no question in my mind, I am intent on speaking about how valuable this great sacrament of confession is. So it's it's later that night, it's about 9.45, and I begin to think about Holy Thursday and Good Friday and realizing... Uh, that I'm not really going to have a lot of time over the next few days to review the message for Saturday. So I decide, you know what, well, let, me, let me take a look at the notes now, and uh, and I'll take a look at the, the notes for our men's group for Saturday morning. 
So as I'm reviewing the notes, I see that the, the title of the message, which was news to me, was called The Triumph of Mercy. The Triumph of Mercy. And I thought to myself, well, that's interesting. So I begin to look at the specifics of the notes, and what do I see? The entire message of the week is about the sacrament of confession, about the power of God's divine mercy, specifically in the sacrament of confession. And it was at that moment, so the very sacrament, the very thing I'm, I'm intent on speaking about, regardless of the message, is the, in fact, the actual message. And it's at that moment I realized that it was, it was God's plan all along, right? So, a lot of times people think to themselves, and, I, and I've been guilty of this too. That's why I feel like I, I feel uh, uh, empathetic or compelled to share this direct message. Many times we think, why do I have to go to confession, right? Um, in other words, why can't I just uh, you know, confess my sins directly to God? Which, by the way, has great value too. We find that out in the Diary of Divine Mercy. But I think what's, what's critical in every question we ask ourselves, this is what I'm I'm trying to get in the habit of asking, and I'm trying to get you as well, uh, or anyone that listens, or anyone that I speak to in the habit of asking themselves this simple question. What did Jesus say? What did Jesus say about the sacrament of confession? Because if I'm going to follow Jesus, I have to follow what he said, right? I mean, that, that, that only makes sense. If I'm going to believe in God, I therefore by, have, by definition have to believe in everything that he said. So Rather than lean on my own rationalizations or opinions, I ought to ask myself, what did my Lord and Savior say about this subject? Well, the very first thing I want to point out is going, I want to go back 2,000 years, almost 2,000 years, and I want to look in Scripture what Jesus said about the sacrament of confession because it is, in fact, scriptural. The very first thing we want to see here is that this, when Jesus first resurrects from the dead, one of the very first things he says, and this is from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 20, verses 22 to 23. It reads this, when he had said this, meaning Jesus, when Jesus had said this, he, Jesus, breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they have been forgiven them. If you retain anyone's sins, they have been retained. Amen. So what's what's happening? Jesus is instituting the sacrament of confession. That, this is actually where it's occurring in Scripture. Now you may say, okay, well, is there any is there anywhere else in Scripture that you can see where uh, Jesus is is making this institution of the sacrament? And uh, and once again, I find myself pointing to this scriptural verse as often as I point to pretty much any scriptural verse. And this is from the book, the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 16, verses 18 and 19. This is, of course, where Jesus is founding his church. All right? So Jesus says this, And I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock will my church be based, and the doors of hell will not overcome it. I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever is fixed by you on earth will be fixed in heaven. Whatever you make free on earth will be made free in heaven. Amen. What's happening here? I talk about it often because it's the answer to so many questions that we that we wonder. It's the it's where Jesus is well what church did Jesus start 2000 years ago? 
the Catholic Church, right? For every, remember that, until, well, really, until Martin Luther, for 1,400 and some years, close to 1,500 years, every Christian was a Catholic, right? And of course, the, the, the schism took place with the Roman Catholic Church, the church that, quite frankly, Jesus founded, that that's where we trace the popes back to the Eastern Orthodox Church occurred, I believe, in the 1200s. But up until that point, every single, every single uh, Christian was, in fact, a Roman Catholic, if you will. But the point I'm trying to make is that as we ask ourselves this question, well, what did Jesus say about the sacrament of confession? We're also asking ourselves, by definition, what did the church that Jesus started say? What does the church say? about the sacrament of confession. So that's why we're looking to, to Scripture right here. We see Jesus instituting the actual sacrament. And then to go full circle, the church that Jesus founds says, this is where Jesus started the sacrament, right? what I just read from the Gospel of St. John. Does that make sense? So it is, it is a circular motion there that we see Jesus starting his church. We see Jesus instituting the sacrament. And what did Jesus say? We look to what the church Jesus founded and the very church that Jesus founded said, yes, here's where Jesus started this sacrament, instituted this great sacrament. Now, in more recent times, what did Jesus say about the sacrament of confession, the sacrament of reconciliation? I'm going to look to the diary of divine mercy. The Diary of Divine Mercy, as you've heard me state many, many times, I get in the habit of saying, a lot of people say that the apparitions occurred for six or seven years, but, but, but actually, if you really, truly look, the first apparition, it is to my knowledge, occurred in 1925. So I always say the apparitions began in 1925. That's when St. Faustina was at the dance, and Jesus appears to her as the crucified Lord and basically says to her, like, why are you putting me off? Why are you not you know, moving forward in your, in your, in your vocation? Um, I, I, there's a slight para, uh, paraphrasing to some extent right there. But my point very simply is that from 1925 to 1938, Jesus appears to St. Faustine in Poland. Every, it is, there is a very specific emphasis, emphasis on this message, on the Lord's mercy, on his goodness, on his omnipotence, right? On his power, how good he is. Knowing that the end times are coming. That's what Jesus is saying. And that it's going to become more difficult, not less difficult. And that our Lord is giving us this gift of, it's like, I would say it's, it's like having inside information. Because we're going right to what Jesus says about very specific subjects. And any doubts or any questions are alleviated through this devotion. Now, of course, St. John Paul II, uh, not only, he not only approved this 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 devotion and this this diary and these words of Jesus for full authorization, but also but truly embraced this message and said this you know he he really he took it to a whole new level and if you don't have this diary I would highly recommend uh, getting this diary from the diary divinemercy.org the uh, pardon me the actual website is the divinemercy.org it is such a valuable investment because it's like, like I said it's having inside information to the mind of God, to the mercy of Jesus, which we find out is in fact the mercy of God is God's greatest attribute. So I go once back to the but once again back to the question, what did Jesus say about the sacrament of confession? Well, our Lord addressed it multiple times in this diary, but right now I'm going to I'm going to go to diary notation, I believe it's 1602 as I flip to the diary right now. 
Uh, as far as a, a, a date, this looks like it was February of 1938. Feb yeah, it is. February of 1938. It's right around Valentine's Day. It looks like mid-February. 1938, which of course, this is the last year of St. Faustina's earthly life. This is when the, the diary note, there's, there's a, a, a great frequency in the diary notations. And you can see the sense of urgency of Jesus appearing and, and, and St. Faustina recording everything, knowing that her time, her 33 years on this earth are about, about to be completed. So here's what diary notation 1602 reads. St. Faustina is writing, Today the Lord Jesus said to me, Daughter, when you go to confession, to this fountain of my mercy, the blood and water which came forth from my heart always flows down upon your soul and ennobles it. Every time you go to confession, immerse yourself entirely in my mercy with great trust so that I may pour the bounty of my grace upon your soul. When you approach the confessional, know this, that I myself am waiting there for you. I am only hidden by the priest, but I myself act in your soul. Here the misery of the soul meets the God of mercy. Tell souls that from this fount of mercy, souls draw graces solely with the vessel of trust. If their trust is great, there is no limit to my generosity. The torrents of grace inundate humble souls. The proud remain always in poverty and misery because my grace turns away from them to humble souls. Amen. Let's just take a look at a few things. First of all, we're seeing very clearly Jesus is, is stating the sacrament of confession that we know, right? The priest is there. Jesus is saying that he's just... Never analyze what sort of a priest he's making use of. We're going to get to that point later. But he's, our Lord is saying that, that he is right there, acting in the person of the priest. I want to focus on the fact that what Jesus is saying is that his grace is poured upon humble souls. Well, here's the reality. In this, this example, a proud soul would simply say, this is what a proud soul would say. I don't need confession. I can do it on my own. That's pride. That is right there is pride. So what Jesus is saying is that's going to hurt receiving graces and mercy and blessings. What is humility? What is being humble? Which Jesus is saying to be humble, that's where you really truly receive God's grace and mercy and blessings and all these great gifts. What is being humble in this situation? Saying, yes, I need confession. I need to get there. It's humility is saying, it's not about what my opinion is. But what did you say, Jesus, about this? And that's what I'm going to do. And then what Jesus is saying, you do that, you're going to receive a ton of graces and gifts and blessings and mercy and all these wonderful things. It's the recognition that, that God knows more than us, that we need God, right? That we need the God of mercy. So I wanted to read that because you're seeing very directly, very clearly, like I said, it's inside information. It's exactly what Jesus states about the sacrament of confession. I also want to read this too. And I want to focus on where Jesus says, if their trust is great, there's no limit to my generosity. And I'm going to, I'm going to go back to that in just a moment. Let me also read another diary notation. Uh, let's see here. This will be diary notation 1728. Let's see if I can get a date here. If not, that's okay. 
It's later on in the diary, obviously, chronologically. Uh, yeah, I don't see a date clearly right here, so let me just read it. Diary notation, 1728. Jesus says, Write that I am thrice holy, and I detest the smallest sin. I cannot love a soul which is stained with sin. But when it repents, there is no limit to my generosity toward it. Amen. There's no limit to my generosity toward it. Think about that for just a second. We're hearing in both of these these. These readings, Jesus is saying that his generosity is unlimited. Jesus said, if your trust is great, there's no limit to his generosity. What's that mean? It means that many times we limit God's blessings. We think to ourselves, well, you know, that's only good for my soul or my heart. But that can't also be good for my my mind and my body. No, 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 no. Jesus is saying his grace, his mercy, his blessings are unlimited. That means he's blessing everything. You're being blessed in your mind. By going to confess, you're being blessed in your mind, on your body, your heart, your soul, everything. Unlimited. And if you want further proof of that, I'll go, I'll read you another diary notation. This makes it bold, very clear here. This was. Well, I know when this was because my wedding anniversary, June 23rd. Of course, this was 1937. My wedding anniversary was, uh, I was married in 2006. But June 23rd, 1937. St. Faustine, I've said this before, St. Faustine is not well at this time. Physically, not well. She's praying in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And what happens? I'll read verbatim. She, she writes, St. Faustine writes, As I was praying for the most blessed sacrament, my physical sufferings ceased suddenly. And I heard this voice in my soul. You see, I can give you everything in one moment. I am not constrained by any law. Amen. See, we're li- we limit we limit Jesus with our with our human thinking. We limit God's mercy. By the way, I've read I've read wrote my book. Mercy means miracles. Mercy means miracles. Right? Too many. We 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 can't even comprehend. That. And I didn't make that up. I asked myself, what did Jesus say? And in the Diary of Divine Mercy, Jesus actually makes it clear through to St. Faustina. Look at the praise of the Divine Mercy. We find out that Divine Mercy is, in fact, the source of miracles and wonders. See, that's what, that's what I, I, I think was, is such a wake-up call. As you learn more about God's mercy, it's, it's not just forgiveness. Forgiveness is a great part of it. But it's also, see, that allows God. It's God's mercy, his forgiveness that allows God's mercy to be poured forth even more generously upon us. Because that's what we're seeing, right? That's why I read that. Jesus, he can't love his soul, which is stained with sin. But when it repents, that's when you receive God's unlimited generosity. Repentance is turning from sin. Being humble is saying, God, I need you. I need your mercy. We're seeing all this. And the sacrament of confession is, is the climactic, the ultimate tribunal of God's divine mercies. We're going to find out in just a minute. My focus, my emphasis right now is to, is to very clearly make it abundantly clear that in the sacrament of confession, we're receiving, they, they're receiving God's blessings and mercy in all aspects of our lives. 
Don't limit God because he's unlimited. His mercy and blessings are unlimited. So when you go to that confessional, when you get there, don't just think, and this is a great part of it. Don't just think your soul is being healed. Don't just think that you're receiving blessings upon everywhere. You're going to feel better. You're going to sleep better. You're going, you're going to be healthier physically. You're going to, I'm telling you right now, you're going to receive unlimited blessings and graces. So my first question, my opening question to you was, how do you receive? How do I, how do we receive the greatest miracles? Well, the hint was that I kept talking about confession, right? I've not stopped talking about a confession. How do we receive the greatest miracles? Well, why don't we do this? Let's not lean upon our own rationalizations or opinions. Let's not speculate. Let's not guess. Let's ask ourselves very directly. What did Jesus say? How do we receive the greatest miracles? Because when Jesus tells me, Jesus only speaks the truth. When I have access to that truth, when I have access to that information, I have access to what God is saying, which is going to completely triumph what you're thinking, what I'm thinking, what my opinion is. So what did Jesus say about the greatest miracles? How do we receive the greatest miracles? Well, let's look to the Diary of Divine Mercy once again. Diary Notation 1448. This looks like it was December of 1937. Jesus says to St. Faustina, right, speak of my mercy. Tell souls where they are to look for solace. That is in the tribunal of mercy, the sacrament of reconciliation. There, the greatest miracles take place and are incessantly repeated. To avail oneself of this miracle, it is not necessary to go on a great pilgrimage or to carry out some external ceremony. It suffices to come with faith to the feet of my representative and to reveal to him one's misery. And the miracle of divine mercy will be fully demonstrated. Were a soul like a decaying corpse so from a human standpoint, there would be no hope of restoration and everything would already be lost. It is not so with God. The miracle of divine mercy restores that soul in full. Oh, how miserable are those who do not take advantage of the miracle of God's mercy. You will call out in vain, but it will be too late. Amen. I ask once again, how do you receive, how do we receive the greatest miracles? Well, Jesus just said, go to confession. And you, me, we will receive the greatest miracles. I urge all of us, including myself, let's go to confession. Make it a, a, regular, a regular habit. Keep it at, the, at a priority, at a point of our faith. And as we experience this incredible sacrament that Jesus himself instituted, let us experience 
the greatest miracles. My name is Dennis McGee Jr. Thank you for listening, supporting, sharing the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast.